The aim of this program is to show people another type of society where we can live in good, peace and harmony with each other. Also, to show that such kind of society is not new, but rather quite natural. Such society is based upon knowledge and understanding of ourselves, the world around us and our predestination. What did our ancestors think of and strive for? One global worldview goes through all of their deeds and items left by them. What did they want to tell to subsequent generations? What knowledge did they put into those overwhelmingly impressive buildings? Why people said same things in different times and in different languages? And where can we find the truth? Hello, my name is Olga. And my name is Nikolai. Since childhood, I've had a feeling that I would like to share. It's a feeling of the inexplicable wisdom of ancient people. Such feeling arose when I was reading fairy tales, visited ethnological, archaeological museums, and especially the hermitage. What wisdom did they have? We decided to sort this out with the help of Mayakovsky Library and the Encyclopedia of Primordial Knowledge, Alatra. Since ancient times, it was believed that a spiritually rich soul was the most valuable possession of a true human. Theoretically, in the human society which moves in the spiritual direction, Paramount significance should be given to the study of the spiritual. After all, perception of the soul contributes to perception of any other truth, including scientific one. Yes, indeed. Spiritual development was a meaning of life for our ancestors. All signs, rites, symbols and various spiritual practices are parts of the single knowledge, which nowadays people try to unravel. World outlook plays a key role in human life. We have only fragmentary knowledge about the world view of our ancestors. But here are some extant grains. For instance, in African tribes it was believed that everything was inhabited by a certain kind of energy or spirit. A shaman was able to change this structure of an item by influencing its spirit with a certain sound formula. Or, for example, in Taoism there is a concept of Tao, which has no name or form, but is the origin of all things. Indeed, I've been always impressed exactly by ancient people's attitude to life, to each other and the world. There is a fragment of an Indian literary work that wonderfully illustrates their view of life. See, see, I am alive. See, I treat the earth right. See, I treat the gods well. See, 
I will treat everything that is beautiful. See, I treat you well too. See, I'm alive. I am alive. It's an interesting statement, saying that bad attitude to anything makes a person dead. Indians thought they were alive. Only when they were aware of themselves as a part of a single beautiful whole. And this we can see everywhere. You see me. You all help me. My words are tied in one with great mountains, with great rocks, with great trees. In one with my body and my heart. You all help me with your powers. And you day and you night. All of you see me one with this world. The tribe of Yokuts. We see that ancient people knew about the duality of this world. They endeavored to become a part of the spiritual world here. But what is this way like and how can one follow it? Here we refer to the subject of prayers, meditations and spiritual practices. What was behind all this? After all, every action is a reflection of our inner understanding and feeling. I've had a feeling all this relates to the boundless, impenetrable world, which we cannot explain in words, while all prayers, meditations and spiritual practices are tips and guidelines given by the people of wisdom to help us touch it. What role was played by prayers, meditations and practices in the life of our ancestors? We often find mentions that they were an integral part of their life. Is this true? Let's refer to some finds and facts that we have discovered. In the culture of Karanova, which existed in Bulgarian territory during the Neolith in the 6th-5th millennia before Christ, People believe their everyday rights supported the normal annual cycle in the space. Or, for example, in the African tribe of Diwala, people pray to the god of the sun after sunset, whereas people from the Jagi tribe meet the sunrise praying. The subject of rites, rituals and sacrificial offerings is very interesting, but what do we know about it? For instance, in the paganism times, in Slavic territories, people gathered on nearby hills and performed certain rituals. The true meaning of their actions was lost long ago, and now we see only the outer side. Yet, what was the real purpose of all those rites and sacrifices? Let's refer to the Encyclopedia of Primordial Knowledge. The real sacrifice to God is when human sacrifices his animal nature at the altar of his life, that is, 
he renounces his numerous desires, thoughts, fleetings, and temporary illusions, thus opening for himself a spiritual way to the true eternity, to the world of God. It is no coincidence that the place for sacrifice or communication of a believer with God, which is now called the altar, from the Latin altaria and from altus, meaning high, in ancient times was originally indicated simply as a sign or a symbol, mainly in the form of a square, circle, oval, cylinder, cube, rhombus. All these inscriptions served as the clear symbols of spiritual practices, which a person was doing in an altered state of consciousness, and at the time of which he was communicating directly with God at the deep level of feelings. And such a moment of communion with God through feelings is possible only when the personality is fully immersed in this process and it is dominated solely by the spiritual nature in it. By making such a choice in favor of the spiritual world, human thereby consciously sacrifices the domination in his consciousness by the animal nature, which is usual in the material world. Later, when people started losing the spiritual knowledge, Material altars of similar symbolic forms began to be erected from clay, wood, metals. This could be a flat round or an oval stone, a square table, a cube, and so on. They began to set them on elevations in temples, orient them to a certain part of the world and make material sacrifices. If we analyze some archaeological artifacts, no doubt remains that ancient people performed spiritual practices. Here we see the culture of Karanova that existed in the Neolith time in the territory of Bulgaria. And here is the culture of Maya. Here is the culture of Karanova again. Here a man is performing a spiritual practice. And here also a man sits in the lotus position. All these images show that ancient people perform spiritual practices and use them to explore themselves and the world when they study themselves as an immaterial object. The truth revealed itself to them. A human being is not just a body. In the house of long life, there I wander. In the house of happiness, there I wander. Beauty before me, with it I wander. Beauty behind me. With it I wonder, beauty below me, with it I wonder, beauty all around me, with it I wonder, in old age traveling, with it I wonder, on the beautiful trail I am, with it I wonder, the tribe of Navajo.